Salutations, dear listeners. This is Boneyards and Boojums, an 1879 RPG actual play podcast. Chapter 5. Clearing the Air We have to have a conversation about the proper conduct towards women. Proper? Now, wait a minute. Are you telling me she's mad about me trying to hustle hustle her out of the room to because of the yowling and I didn't want to lose the trail? Exactly so. <sighs> now, sir, when women... Just, I know, I know. I'm an American, not an idiot. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> If you would like to repair the situation, I would definitely recommend you go and have a conversation with her. She does seem a rather bit, um... Kerfuffled? Angry was the word I was thinking, but... Well, since we're... Since, uh, we're talking delicate constitutions of you across the pond here, I didn't want to be blunt because that's the American way of doing things. Want to throw somebody over their shoulder when they're half-dressed? Quite right. I wanted to not lose... I wanted to not lose the trail. Fair enough. Next time you should just, you know, go out on your own. Yeah, well, honestly, I probably should have. I mean, you're a huntsman. You, yes. you all know what I'm talking about, right? You don't want to lose the trail of your quarry. That's yeah, all this was. you want to throw a lady over your shoulder half-dressed. Things are just not done that way. I Amos. Mean, not here. She wanted to dress up fully. I'm talking petticoat, everything. That would have taken, and like, what? A full half an hour? My accent is all over this. <laughs> like, <that's laughs> that would have taken, that would have taken what? A whole half an hour? We didn't have the time. Uh, as I said, now uh, I'm going to tell you, women's prerogative. I, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell her. I meant nothing personal by it. I was not trying to besmirch her honor. I was just trying to keep the trail of what we were supposed because eh, I was just trying to stay on the trail of what we were told to investigate. Now, uh-huh. I agree. I need to apologize to her. However, I also know she's madder than a wolverine during winter, so I ain't gonna go near that for at least another hour. Just keep in mind, the longer you wait, the worse it'll be. <sighs> right now, I, f- I rightly figure she'd probably toss something at me if I tried to talk to her now. I would keep uh, the door between me and any objects, but I mean, that's that's up to you, sir. Alright, fair enough. And I think Jacob, he's going to get up and he's going to go to the barkeep and ask if there is a good quality bottle of wine that he could purchase. Most definitely you could get one. I forget what the price is, but probably a shilling, I'll say. Okay. Tea wouldn't go amiss either. What was that, Amos? I said a pot of tea wouldn't go amiss either. Are there any biscuits that I could also purchase? Yeah, you definitely could. I mean, it's a tavern. There'll be both food and drink here. Okay. Of course, there's biscuits in Britain. <laughs> they have tea. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't know if the, you know, they were for sale, but, you know, oh, still. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, he's going to take a plate of fresh biscuits, or as fresh as he can get them, and the bottle of wine, and he's going to head up to the ladies' room. Amos will give him an approving nod. Good luck! And I'm assuming you get a knock at the door, Madame Trefini. 
and Charlotte. Well, to be honest, it's more of a light kick to the door because his hands are full, but yes. <laughs> She'll get up and get the door. Yes. But she is completely fully dressed. Charlotte's climbing out of the window in the background. <laughs> <laughs> There's a momentary pause as the door is answered upon seeing that, and he just kind of... Yeah, she glances yeah, back pause. at Charlotte climbing out the door <laughs> at the window. Slowly just kind of shakes, shakes his head. Uh, and... I was just, it's nice outside. Um, I was just <laughs> stretching. I sits back down at her desk and like just count, like lowers her head to right. Can I help you, Mr. Jack? No, ma'am, it is I who can hopefully help you. I wish to apologize for my transgression against your personal honor. I meant no insult. As explanation, I merely wanted to stay on the trail of whatever we were investigating. I did not mean, again, any personal insult nor injury to you or your social standing. And I hope that this heals any wounds that might have been made. And he holds out the tray of biscuits and the bottle of wine. She takes the tray and sets it down on like the little nightstand. Thank you very much, Jacoby. I appreciate it. And since it doesn't seem that anyone saw the transgression besides our own group last night, no harm has been done to my reputation that I'm aware of. But you must remember, a lady has not much these, but her reputation Bit to of hold a shame, on to. really? And if she doesn't have her reputation, she has pretty much nothing at all these days. You hear the pencil snap in the back. I- <laughs> That is quite the shame, and... It is a gentleman's world, unfortunately. Can't argue that. I wish you a good evening, ma'am. You as well, Jacoby. Good night. Good night. I'm thinking, Charlotte, maybe we'll do a craft device roll for, like, over the next, you know, during the night, over the next day, things like that. So, how does that work on the craft device uh, talent? I don't know. I should look at the rule book. Animals know, well, no one knows. Oh, what are we, are he's trying to do a craft device? Craft device. Um, I think first he has to figure out how to do it, so I guess that would probably be the role for that. Yep. I'm not sure what the difficulty is. Okay, I just found the thing here. So, yeah. you know, strain is sustained. Uh, this ability is not considered magical in game, but it is considered magic in general. Okay. All right. Okay, well, I'm going to go with the difficulty level of eight so that there is, uh, well, there is no extra success in that one. Okay. So, uh, but uh, you have a device that's rudimentary. Um, Can you describe what you're basically trying to build? And then I can tell you how. uh, So I just think, uh, what I think it is, is I'm trying to build a device that uses the energy created from the snow globe to create a more visible or intuitive direction uh so i'm trying to basically like take off the take uh like uh view the energy that this the snow globe gives off and then trying to create like a compass that like like basically like a dousing rod that will like the snow moving in the compass in the snow globe and so it uses that energy to like turn a needle uh in a direction so not only can we get a how close because of the glow but also a direction uh because of how strong it is okay cool and I'll say that basically it kind of has a range of, we'll go through effect test, 12 yards. Um, okay. And um, 
that you don't really siphon uh, energy off this so much as you kind of use it as like a jumper cable type of thing. Yeah. Where you're able to pull in some magical energy through it, through it um, without actually affecting the snow globe. <laughs> and I imagine it's like this, like almost like a lantern, like there's a dome on it. And then like all my machinations are like underneath the thing to like, so when the snow globe moves, you see all these like, mach- like machinations underneath start reacting to the thing and point like this, pull this needle across. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'd imagine, is anybody else doing in this town? Uh, I'm sorry, Madam Trifini. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was, you, you heard just like, all night long, just like all night. But we know she sleeps oh, well. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> I slept right. through the cat thing. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, anybody else doing anything in this town before heading off to report back? Um, looking at those bones that were found. All right, yes. who wants to do that? Uh, I would like to, but the both of us, I want to try to like, because I had, I've seen the one that we found at the other place with the scarecrows. Mm. And they were also plastered. I have one back at home and I have an eidetic memory. So I'm seeing if they're basically the same sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. So roll eidetic memory, I think. Okay. Because then you can do a comparison. Oh, yeah, that worked. <laughs> you are, so you do notice some intricate details on it that are identical. Um, So same crafter, most likely. Same crafter, same little... um, uh, Did I give you initials or something last time? Uh, I don't think so. I certainly don't have any... I don't have notes from last time, so I can't find them. No, we didn't get anything about initials on them, because we were kind of looking for that, but we didn't see anything. All right, you didn't find them, right? I probably, since then, have studied studied it longer okay. since I have a cup my own at home. Um, maybe in studying this one and um, it's actually these are several um, you are able to find maybe with a magnifying glass or maybe Charlotte's helping out with that. Um, well, I think Amos and I have been looking. So and Amos has been looking. Magnifying things. Yeah. You do find a tiny mark that has the, uh, the capital letter C, a small letter D, a capital letter P. So CDP. Yep. Okay. Excellent. Can I figure out what animals these are from? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm assuming Dr. Winter might share the information she knows on that. Oh, fair enough. Uh, Any other questions? No one? They were... Um, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I'd imagine you can get a train ride down to... Now i got to look up the note of where it is. You need to go Cherry Tree Lane. In yeah, South, so we're heading home. South Horn Church in Raynham. So this is a different right. part of London, not really home for you yeah. folks. But um, we go back to London and travel there. <clears throat> um, and it was the home of Professor Arjun Singh, um, his personal residence, actually. Um, who, if um, who of the group is going there, if not all of you? Uh, I definitely will be. Okay. I will I, as well. I I might as well too. I'm figuring I'm sticking with the group to get some answers for what I'm looking for, so it makes no sense to go back to Buckleberry Estate. Uh, Charlotte and Dr. Winter? I will also come along. I'm staring at this invention like, oh, yeah, uh, yes, um, whoever will help so me. So they're, they're coming along because we're pulling them along because they're distracted. <laughs> Charlotte is quite distracted. She made a thing. Yes. It's pretty. And Charlotte, Charlotte, you notice your thing that you've created does also show energy coming off of Jacoby. She, like, starts scooting away from Jacoby. Like, it's, like, testing the rage. She just, like, gets real close, looks up at him. Don't move. And then starts moving backwards. So, like... <laughs> and he just kind of sits there. It's like... 12 yards! Okay. 
Jacoby, roll a willpower. Sure. What's the little extra thing? Come on. There we go. Okay, on a three. You're noticing over the last day or so that you think you have fleas. <laughs> he does not blame Yule, who is coming with. He knows it's the other cat's fault, not 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 this one's. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Madame he also buys a he, he also look at stopped for a okay. lot of talcum powder. Yep, Madame Trevini is in fact well while they're on the train over, asked Jacoby if she could see the cat for it, I mean it's really up to them, but sure. And he hands over Yule to them. <laughs> she looks at looks Yule over and uses detect magic on the cat. Okay. <laughs> Roll detect magic. Yep, no magic off this cat anymore. Going to also detect four spirits. Okay. <laughs> Basically making sure this cat is fine. Yep. Well, it makes sense. Nope, nothing. nothing. Wow, well, you're rolling really usual. well. 19 and 16. <laughs> it's just a normal cat, seeming. Yep. Seemingly. Normal okay. cat. She scritches him and then hands it hands you all back. Your your cat is fine. It is not one of the strange ones that was brought back. Well, that, that's good to know. There's no strange spirits hanging to it. Unfortunately, well, it uh, well they're fine. I don't think I am. Oh. Yeah, I think those uh, other cats that laid me up in bed for the night kind of left some friends. Amos will move further away. <laughs> Charlotte moves closer. She's like, that's disgusting. <laughs> Trafini just sits next to Amos and has that look of trying very hard to keep herself composed right now. Oh, like, go on and laugh. Charlotte pushes her glasses up and it's just like magnifying glass all over. Like, please remove your clothes. <laughs> no, no, Charlotte, not in the train car. What? What? Oh, oh not the we right are in the train. Yes, we're on the train. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, we'll find I a room Um, Doctor Winter could probably do a physician role to diagnose uh, if there's any issues. Okay. <laughs> I'm watching. Get him a prescription for a uh, flea powder. Yeah, flea collar. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say on a ten, flea you can definitely <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you think so it's wait please. one golden minute. <laughs> I mean, we could just shave you. <gasps> I could put something. The for impropriety that. of it all, <laughs> Miss <laughs> Madame Trefini. How the tables have turned. Oh, dear. I'm not the one suggesting you strip here. <clears throat> I'll say that the train comes up and <laughs> actually and uh, rain him now. Um, Shall we continue to find our? Drop. <laughs> um, yeah, and when you head there, the uh, neighborhood it's in is definitely in the upper class. Um, not aristocracy, but definitely upper class. These are fine brick Victorian buildings. She, she's very, is, is very obviously like smoothing out her skirt slightly, muttering to the others, best behavior. Should oh, no. I just stay on the train then? I... No, just don't act like a ruffian. <laughs> Should I just stay on the train then? <laughs> no, because you'll end up somewhere else. No, because you'd end up somewhere far away, and we might need your help later. Right, right. Just, just scratching and itching. God darn, sarn fragging. 
Amos will take him aside and let him know that uh, steam is very good for fixing the flea problem and uh, a good bath. And uh, I imagine it's getting later in the day uh, when you get there. There's Christmas lights up um, as much as there are Christmas lights at the time. It's the you know rich part of the neighborhood, so maybe they have like fancy candles that can go different colors or something. Um, maybe inside, uh, maybe uh, stained glass uh, with candles in them to be the different colors would work. Um, and uh, the house you're entering has, uh, you know, it's pretty big, or you're going towards is pretty big. The address, um, 370 Cherry, the tree lane. Um, seems to be a fairly well-off individual, definitely with the title professor. You would think he works at the university. And um, there is... Uh, what would there be there? There's one of those, you know, old ringer-style doorbells. Madam Trifini will go up to it and use it. Ring, ring. Takes a minute or so, but a um, someone answers the door. That's clearly a servant. And uh, uh, yes, who's calling today? Uh, Madam Trifini and companions to see Professor Singh. Oh, oh, yes. Um, well then, follow me. And he opens the door and you see a fairly nice Victorian house, a lot of wooden, uh, finely crafted wooden uh, uh, furniture and uh, uh, the, you know, grandfather clock, all that kind of stuff. Wooden pocket doors, uh, things that you wouldn't see in the lower class places. Um, and as you all come in and assume that you all take off your like street shoes or whatever it is that is typical of the time, um, he will direct you around kind of what seems to be the corner to a side room. Uh, maybe a waiting room of some kind. But um, you notice that uh, on the other side, there is a door that you would think leads to the outside again um, over there. Um, and he opens it and it goes downstairs, but you're not entirely understanding how that door is not going outside. It seems to head downstairs. And he'll say, um, after you. And uh, it's a little dark down there. It's not completely dark, but it's a little dark, a little creepy. Madame Trifini will just walk down. Yeah, I'm right behind. Just accept it as it for what it is and keep going. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. I have heat sight. I'm sure it's fine. I will follow. That too. <laughs> rather immaculate home you've passed through. That's a hidden door. It seems that you've gone through a rather impossible seeming passageway. Um, but when you go downstairs, it leads what looks to be kind of like an empty public house. Like <laughs> a pub. Um, Interesting. But the uh, lights are on. There's uh, not much activity, but uh, Madame Trefini, uh, roll awareness, uh, please. Of course. Nine. Okay. You just feel like the presence of something here. Hmm. Just sort of look around slightly. Hello? And roll detect spirit. I'm going to make this a passive roll for you, basically. Okay. It's not like the straining type. No. Okay, on a four. It takes a little while. You're really confused looking around. I'm sure everyone else is like, what's this place? And, um... A little bit confused. Trini, bit like, literally starts walking around with, like, one hand out, fingers slightly moving, almost like she's t- trying to touch something and find something in the room that isn't nobody else can see. And as you do that, um, what manifests beside you is Dr. Singh, um, this Indian gentleman in uh, Victorian uh, upper-class garb. Um, pleased to meet you, madam. She Trifini. pulls her hand back to not be rude and touch him. The pleasure is mine, Dr. Singh. Oh, it's, I'm glad to see you have returned from Chul, uh, Chul, Chelmsford. Um, what did you discover there? 
Well, do you mind if we take a seat? Oh, we'll do what you must. Um, motions to the others that they can sit down as well. And as you go to sit at one, he's like, oh, no, not that one. Um, over there. Gestures oh, to a different one. Sorry. No offense, but I think I'll stand um, <laughs> more for you than it is for me. She settles. Oh. Well, he's, he's, he's trying to be polite, not pass the fleas off into whatever he sits on. <laughs> I don't think you can pass them on to, Dr. To, to Professor Singh and the other inhabitants here. No, but I don't want them in his furniture for whoever else might sit in it. And uh, as we sit down, he'll say, oh, sorry for all the noise and hustle and bustle here, but it's a um, busy night. It's near the holidays. I'm sure you can understand. Of course. And you don't see or hear much of anything when he says that. She assumes she knows she can figure out what he's talking about and just lets it go. Um, so we did. We discovered there, we discovered uh, Snarky Claws, another agent, I suppose it's a word to call them. Snarky Claws? Hmm, doesn't ring a bell. Not the real name. Gesser Khan. Oh, Gesser, yes. Of course. We always uh, hire. Hey, we made a new one. friend. And he holds up and he holds up Yule. Yeah, this cat new... seems terrified of the space for some reason. It's almost like there's like a lot going on. It's looking its ears around everywhere oh, and yeah. eyes everywhere. You may want to keep Yule calm. Spirits sometimes cats and spirits don't always get along. No, yeah, well, had I known, I wouldn't have brought him, but right now I didn't know I what we were going to encounter either, I'm afraid. <sighs> Sorry also, the fact that I have no place anybody. else to of put them. Um, we discovered, brought back cats, quite a few of them who have been reincarnated, I believe oh is the my. best way of doing it. They weren't exactly undead, they weren't living either. My, oh my. Um, they are up to it again, are they? And we also discovered a yule cat. And she'll actually, like, pull out the small story that she has. Okay. Or at least somebody's play on it. Yep. Uh, It had a few of these. And pulls out the one of the bones that she's still got hold of. These, which actually seem to match the ones we found before in the Scarecrows. Oh, yes. We've seen this before. Yes, it seems that they are, in fact, the same creator. I don't doubt it. Now, you say the Yule Cat. Um, this is interesting. They seem to always... I, I I have the suspicion that perhaps illusion magic is involved in some of this. Well, the bones were... these The bo- fake bones here were on a rope, I believe it was, tied around that cat's neck. Oh, yes. And this focus. cat was about ten foot at the shoulder. And oh. he, you know, raises his hand to about approximate height. <laughs> Once they were removed, it seemed that the cat shrank. We tried to give chase to the to the creator, but was unable to. Oh, well, to be expected, they are very sneaky. Um, is that uh, all, then? That is what we found there. Oh, yeah, well, they seem to be using, uh, you know, myths and legends behind their creations. Um, that does seem creations. to be the two that we've encountered so far. Yeah, I suspect they're weaving in illusion magic, which requires some belief in uh, from others um, to, to power the magic. So um, drawing from myths and legends helps that along quite a bit. Um, I assume you saw through the illusion in some way then, if uh, this little one came out alive. We must, well, we must have. Well, excellent. As far as I, as far as I recall, once the, the bones were removed from around, 
it started, it started, to, started shrink. to shrink and become docile. And once we noticed that, we stopped attacking because we realized that it there weren't was no point. ten foot tall monster. Oh, so I may notice that you're not noticing a lot of things around you right now, Madame Trefini and uh, your friends. So no. might I uh, help? And he kind of snaps his fingers and. This whole place is full of spirits. You have never seen so many human spirits who seem to be cognizant of their own existence. And Madame Trini just sort of smiles. And, you know, fully sapient, not just, um, not just you know, uh, sentient, but sapient individuals. It is, maybe I'll get you a roll of what would be appropriate, magic theory or... Uh, maybe uh, a cult. I, have, I think a cult. I don't have a magic theory. I have a cult. Yeah, so. a cult would make sense. Look at you to roll that. Ooh, 16 is really good. All right. So on that, you know that spirits, in terms of real sapient, able to control themselves, remember things, um, have kind of conscious experiences, are pretty rare. So encountering just one is, you know, a bit of an event to you. Encountering yeah, yeah, a too. handful of them here, more than a handful, like maybe almost 20 of them in here. That's weird. This is a very strange place. Oh, how so? And he's, uh, Dr. Singh says. She just smiles. It's uncommon to encounter so many. I thought myself lucky to be meeting my second, to meeting a second since I've been sent on these th- adventures. Uh, and now yes. there's a room of you. Well, I might say it's got a bit of a level of spirit here, don't it? <laughs> He will kind of laugh, but also kind of stare at you a bit. Like he's heard that joke a few too many times. Please forgive uh, him, American. That one's a little dead to you, huh? <laughs> and he'll say, anyways. Uh, well, as your power grows, Madame Trevini, uh, places like this will probably be easier for you to experience, I'd imagine. But um, in a city with a rich history, such as this place, um, it's inevitable there'll be more spirits. Um and you think amount of people that have lived here for the number of centuries this place has been here. Oh, the rarity of sapient spirits, you know, becomes a little more common. Um, the city has had, uh, well, I can list off ten names. Uh, Plodonia, Troynova, Carolud, Carolundane, Augusta, Lundown, and, you know, the list can go on. London's got a long history and a long future to come, too. I and hope so. Not all the spirits um, are of this time. <laughs> Interesting. And um, yeah, there's not are much. Are you saying that there's spirits here that are yet to be? It's not something we speak of much. I mean, time doesn't mean the same things, too. And he just kind of stares at you and then trails off. On yeah, I've been note, getting that actually... sort of reaction a lot lately. On that <laughs> note, we are looking into something. Uh, the in-between. Yes? What about that? Uh, it seems our American friend here had some sort of encounter. And um, To flesh out the story a little bit, what happened was I got over-eager and got my ass handed to me by a bunch of them un- unliving cats. He really um, did. It was quite amusing. <laughs> and he shrugs. It's, it's, you know, no skin off his nose. And I woke up in this odd place. Uh, we're like a ship on the ocean, but it weren't. And there was this Persian gentleman in what looked like something that I'd expect, uh, you know, kind of a yay or nay type of thing. And he, you know, does the thumbs up, thumbs down, you know, uh, gladiator get up. And I talked to this man who I kid you not 
looked like he was out of a Jack Snark book, but he were dressed up like he were a Commodore of the British Royal Navy. Oh, that is very curious. I do not know what that experience was, but, um, hmm, Madame Truffini, perhaps you have a clairvoyant here, or, uh, I don't know. This is all odd to me. I'm not quite certain all of it myself. I'm going to be looking into it. Well, that sounds. I like should a good also idea. make a note that he was searching for something, and he oh. asked me to do some investigating in the Waken world that oh. apparently they couldn't do in well, the in between. I would that just certainly changes I, things. Professor Singh will just say, oh, "I would advise caution with that. You don't know where the spirit is from. Should it uh, that is true. be a spirit, or whether it is." Um, trying to manipulate you, or is you know honest? I don't know. Fair enough, but it's, there are mysteries. At least I didn't get any kind of weird feeling when I clasped hands with him, which I only did, did to make, make sure I could get out to the waking world again. Hmm. I generally don't trust people as far as I can chuck them, and well, that's fairly decent now, but that's neither here nor there. Well, I would, yes, just advise caution. Not all of us spirits know everything ourselves either. So, um, Madame Trefini, should you hear more where this leads, we would love to hear it. And if um, you perchance happen to overhear some of your patrons, it would be nice to know about it. Um, Jacoby? Yeah? Um, what exactly did they ask you to investigate? Rob, <laughs> what exactly did they ask me to investigate again? Uh, you remember there's I a I have the memory of a goldfish. Uh, chisel something caves. Um, uh, you, you do know where oh, it is. Oh, yeah, the, the, the chalk caves or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the chalk pit. Chiselhurst caves. Chiselhurst. It's like, they asked me to check out, uh, Chiselhurst caves, something about a chalk pit. A druidic point of power? Ring any bells? <sighs> does it, uh, does, do those things ring any bells in my occult? Yeah, roll occult, yeah. I'll get you to do another occult on that one. 14. Okay, you're rolling very well for these things. Rolls. <laughs> right. Excellent. It's Madame Trefini's thing. She's not very good in fights. On a fort. Um, yeah, you do know of that of being a fairly ancient Anglo-Saxon place of power. Um, it is somewhere where you would, yeah, you would think that you would investigate if you were thinking of places where um, perhaps magic levels would be a little higher uh, or spirit activity might be a little higher. That sounds like somewhere that okay. sounds right to you, just from what you know. No, okay. Hmm. Well, a little bit, but not tons. It is a place of an older place of power. Hmm. Possible spirit activity. It could be worth looking into. Doctor Singh, any input? Oh, no input from me, sir. But um, well, you should check the time, though. Um, it's uh, been a few hours since you uh, arrived. You may want to get some sleep soon. Oh yes, we'll want to head home. And you'll notice that for some reason, time has passed ridiculously fast in here. Because oh. when you go upstairs, it's now like five hours later and it felt like 30 minutes. All right, then. I suppose we'll reconvene and give ourselves a bit of a break and gather things again and look into the place a little before we go there, perhaps. Sounds like a smart thing to do.
Until next time, dear listeners, blessings and good health. Salutations and valedictions for the Boneyards and Boojums podcast are narrated by Susanna Lewis, keeper of the Thornvale RPG podcast and producer of the upcoming Starfares audio drama. Boneyards and Boojums will return next year. To learn more about the 1879 RPG, please refer to the episode notes.